This is the Feminine Genius Podcast, a podcast that celebrates all women of God and their unique genius. I'm your host, Rachel Wong. April Garcia was raised Catholic but spent many years away from God and her faith. Her journey in searching brought her to a variety of places, but ultimately she landed on the front lines of the new evangelization. She now shares stories of conversion and uncovers the truth, beauty, and goodness of the Catholic faith through the show Unmasked. In this episode, April shares about her journey back to the Catholic faith, why she felt called to start Unmasked, and the need for all of us to participate in the new evangelization. Hi, April. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Rachel. <laughs> How are you? It's good evening, by the way. Sorry, I'm in <laughs> place of the world. Good evening. I'm great. I'm doing great. I'm like super excited to be here. Um, not expected, by mm. the way, but you know, I've been looking forward to this since last week. So mm. um, yeah, it, it's sunny here in Manila. It's a sunny Saturday morning in spite of the pandemic, but I'm doing great. Um, mm. Praise be to God. Mm, yes, praise be to God. And here we are together. So thank you for thank being you here. Thank you so much. Pleasure, pleasure. Yeah. So April, for those who may not know you, I was wondering if you could start by introducing yourself and sharing with listeners what it is that you do right now. Yes. So hi, hi, friends, uh, the Feminine Genius Podcast. I'm April Ann Calo Garcia. I am from the Philippines. I am from Manila. Um, I'm also known as A, but you know, Call me April. That's fine as well. Um, I am uh, 30 years old. I, I come from a family of four. By profession, I work in marketing communications for a bank. Yes, you can hear the rooster. Come on. It's very, it's very evident that it's, it's morning here. Um, uh, yeah, I, I work in a bank for marketing communications. Um, that's been my uh, road track uh, in career, advertising and communications for, for quite some time. Um, in terms of ministry, with the grace of God, he has given me the inspiration to, to create the Unmasked Life page on Facebook and Instagram. So this, this uh, whole Catholic ministry really stemmed from the call to do new evangelization. So it's really about the Unmasked Life. It's a, a life of truth, goodness, and beauty found in our one true God, Jesus, and his one true church, the Catholic faith. And we sort of help people unmask that. That's why it's mm. truth. It's beautiful. It's goodness. And that is really ultimately in the fullness of God and in the fullness of his church. Um, it's not only me who, who does content for it. We have a little show called Your Story Unmasked as well, wherein we, we talk to converts, reverts to the faith. I host that a little bit. I'm a newbie to that pit. But, you know, I talk to, to, to a lot of people. Um, I'm also part of the Light of Jesus community. It's a Catholic mm -hmm. charismatic community in the Philippines headed by Brother Bo Sanchez. I serve at the Makati district as a light group head for a liturgical Bible study. So I think, you know, part of my, my ministry, um, I'm really into deepening the faith because I wasn't always a believer. But when I got into to, to that deepening bit, it has really changed my life. 
lastly, I, I am in the midst of finishing my master's degree in religious studies at Don Bosco School of Theology, asking for prayers because I am finishing my paper, just paper, exams are done. So I think that's it. I, I said a lot about me, but yeah. Yeah. Well, praise God. I mean, like, that's incredible. And, and just all the work that you're doing. I'll let listeners know, too, that that's exactly how we met was through your story and mast. You were so kind to host me uh, a couple months ago at the time of recording this. And yeah, it was just such a joy to see you in action, like truly in your elements, but also on a deeper level, just to be able to really talk about those things that you mentioned, right? Truth, beauty, yeah. and goodness, these real hallmarks in the Catholic faith and, and really the diversity of how it is that so many people you know, exhibit yeah. that in their life. So just thank you for all the work that you're doing in the church. Thank you. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> Indeed. Now, you mentioned that your own journey to faith, you know, that real desire to deepen yeah. faith, because that wasn't something that you necessarily were always kind of attuned to. So I was wondering if you could share a little bit of your own personal faith journey and how it is that you've come to this place now of really desiring to deepen your faith not just for yourself, but for those around right, you. Right. So I'm a cradle Catholic, but I think growing up, I became lukewarm. You know, I wasn't into the faith. I went to Catholic school, got all the sacraments, but I really didn't understand them. But of course, I was very thankful for my parents, you know, for bringing me up, going to these. But I did it out of, of course, obedience, but not really having a like a personal relationship. I just really went my, my ways. And then um, I think it was the time, my first encounter of Christianity, I was in high school. And then I had a Christian values teacher, a religion teacher, rather. He brought Youth for Christ. It's like a charismatic community as well in her school. And then, um, hey, why don't you join? So it's like a summer camp. It's like a like a, yeah, a youth camp that you needed to go overnight at school. So I was like, okay, I just wanted to have fun, you know, with friends. But that was the night. I keep on saying my conversion really happened in 2015. But when I was like reflecting, maybe my, my first point of conversion was back in, in high school. Wherein I recognized mm. that I needed a personal relationship with Jesus. That Christianity really opened my mind. So I think it started there. But I wasn't really into deep. Maybe because um, my 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 intent was, you know, having fellowship or just really having fun. Because you know, being in a youth group, it, it's really fun. You know, you get to do praise and worship, right? The music, music was one of the things that inspired me or um, reeled me in in the community because I was into band before. So I served as a worship leader, you know, music music mm. ministry stuff. So that's what kind of kept me going. But along the yes. way, I didn't have any deep understanding, as I've said. So I, I, I kind of saw, you know, some challenges or imperfections mm -hmm. of people in the community, right? So I wasn't strong in that. So I guess those are the things that kind of led me to fall away because I have that mindset that in order for you to be religious, to be spiritual, to accept God, you mm -hmm. needed to be perfect. That was the mindset mm -hmm. that I had before. Apart from that, I was going through pain, uh, pain from the past that was really heavy, really, really just painful. And I guess that eventually led me to hating God. I, I know that's a strong yeah. word, but 
that really happened. And you know, I mm-hmm. fell away. I really fell away. I remember not going to mass for a couple of years anymore. I went into mm-hmm. so many vices. I used to smoke. Those things. I'm being very vulnerable about my past, but I really yeah. had a different lifestyle before and I was working in in advertising. So it's very fast paced. But you know, along the way there was this emptiness that I was feeling. I mean, there was this whole, I was so restless. And, you know, I came to a low point. And this happened in 2015 already. Wherein, I remember it was that summer, I wanted to quit my job because I was experiencing burnout. And I was not in a good state, emotional, mental, everything was just really falling apart for me. It was a point of entry for God, right? It was Mm -hmm. grace coming into my life back again. And I was, mm-hmm. I was quite hesitant to let grace come in. But I remember just going back to church. And I remember also I was driving in my car. I wanted to feel good. So I said, why don't I plug in worship music again? Hillsong. You know, it's been a while. It was like college since or even high school since I listened to such songs. And mm-hmm. I remember listening to worship music for two straight weeks And then things were starting to change. My best friend, she was going through something as well. And then we were kind of um, like unmindfully journeying together. So we started going back to church. I started exploring churches outside of the Catholic faith to some Protestant born-again churches. And that was fun. So slowly, slowly, very slowly, things were starting to change. And then even things within me were starting to change. I started to drop these things that weren't of... Because, of course, you needed to... You needed to think, okay, I'm going to live this life. I need to drop some things. I need to drop some things for God. But remember, I think the main turning point for me was during the Christian Life Program. It was part of this whole series that we attended for 13 weeks. And it was top nine, receiving the gifts of the Holy Spirit, wherein they Mm -hmm. prayed over me for healing. I remember asking for the gift of wisdom and knowledge. But Mm -hmm. my household head, she was so wisdom-filled. No, you need healing. (laughs) And then she prayed mm-hmm. over for healing for me. And I kid you not, it was, I remember crying for three straight days because of healing and then the peace that I felt. It was, it was definitely a, a moment of grace for me. And everything mm-hmm. changed and since then. Yeah. I guess for the deepening bit, I was going to, as I told you, I was going to a born-again church. And I was actually contemplating of changing religion during this time Mm -hmm. because as a catholic we are not so much on scripture honestly (laughs) as uh yeah Yeah. we're not so much on scripture and scripture the word of god in that form helped me to heal a lot and i was i was gaining that through attending services outside of the catholic church but it was Mm. still a great journey for me but i guess in terms of deepening I think that's where it all started. The Word of God, aside from that whole experience during the Christian Life Program, but, you know, the Word of God really helped me to understand or to help me to look more into God in a deeper manner. So Mm -hmm. I just journeyed on and then I kind of got a little confused back and forth because I was going to Catholic, I was going to born again so that was a that was pretty confusing and i was like lord please lead me to the truth 
I just really want to yeah. be in the truth of there's so many background noises here in Manila, guys. It's it's, oh, it's morning, so many people. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, as I was saying, I just really wanted to be in the truth. You know? mm. And then I I remember in 2017, I think that was the point where God really led me to truth because that was mm. the point where I wanted to stay Catholic. I met a priest mm. also along the way. He had a one-on-one with me. He answered all of my questions about Catholicism, about Mary, about the saints, about the Eucharist, about sola scriptura, not being scriptural. I really prayed that deeply in my heart and with the grace of God, one by one, he was able to provide so many channels of graces for me to understand the faith. And Mm -hmm. I think my only hesitation back then was I did not find a Bible study group that was Catholic and that was good. So I was hesitant to leave the other church. So something like that. But thankfully, when I started going back to the Light of Jesus community, wow, they opened the very first liturgical Bible study. And I was like, whoa, this was like an answered prayer for me. And yeah, I got deeper and deeper because of the liturgical Bible study, because of the people that I've studied scripture with. They were all hungry for the word. Eventually, I took up my master's degree. That was a surprise. Close people... (laughs) Most people around me thought I was going to, are you going to become a nun? Are you going to enter into a convent or whatnot? Uh, Because my classmates there were like, pretty much, no, they were were all um, part of a convent or whatnot. But along the way, Mm -hmm. my intentions was really to deepen my faith. That's why I wanted to to study at first master. But along the way, there was a deeper calling um, eventually to, to really teach the faith. And then Unmask came about. So I guess that was mm-hmm. it. And, um, you know, um, when it comes to understanding the Catholic faith, you really can't be lukewarm about it if you want to understand it. There really needs to be a desire. And I'm so just thankful and happy that the Lord led me to the fullness of truth. And it's hard to live in the mm-hmm. fullness of truth, if I'm being honest. But that's why we ask yeah. for His grace every single day. And I guess that was mm-hmm. my conversion um, story from being an unbeliever to to uh, practicing Catholic now. I'm not saying that mm. I'm already perfect. Actually, I've accepted that I am not perfect. And I've accepted that um, in spite, because I'm not perfect, I need God even more. I need his word mm. even more. I need his church even more. It's mm. not only personal, but also communal. And um, I'm just so blessed that he has unmasked that wisdom for me along the way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Amen to all of that. And I think what you point to, since you mentioned Catholics, sometimes we do, I I don't want to say get a bad rap, but certainly like we could, a a lot of us and myself included can afford to grow more in our, in our knowledge of scripture. But what I love about the Catholic faith, and, and I think a lot of your story points to this is the fact that we are like a both and Mm. or, The Lord is like being so merciful has provided us with so many avenues. So whether it is scripture, it's community, it's, you know, having that one-on-one ultimately relationship with God, all of these different things to help us very tangibly grow in our faith. So if you're thinking of like a X, Y axis, like we grow horizontally with people here on earth who can journey with us, 
but also yeah. vertically, you know, having that communion with him. And then, of course, yeah, Our Lady and the saints. You know, what you share is such a powerful example of the fact that we can't just rely on one. Like, it really does take all of these things in communion and each other in communion to help us grow in our faith. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so in awe of everything that you're talking about. And I think I was sharing with you before we hit record that I realized after we said our opening prayer, I'm here in the evening. It's the Feast of St. Monica, or we're just coming to the feast end of the Feast of St. Monica. And of course, the day after is the Feast of her son, St. Augustine. And you mentioned how throughout that faith journey, you were really restless. And we know that St. Augustine has that wonderful quote about our hearts are restless until they rest yes. in you, O Lord. You know, you talk a lot about the transcendentals when it comes to unmasked. And having been on your show, I, I know how high production it is. And that type of stuff does not come easy. It does not develop overnight. But I was just wondering, like, first off, maybe before we jump into unmasked, you mentioned that you do advertising and, and media was that always something that you had an interest in or like, you know, growing up where you like, I want to do TV or I want to do radio, that kind of stuff? If I'm being honest, no. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, yeah. If I'm being honest. Um, so yeah. how did I uh, come into the marketing communications? Well, my mom is a doctor. So I was supposed to be a doctor just like her, but it didn't work out that way. It didn't pan out that way. So... In college, I just really, you know, pursued my career in, in marketing. And then I think along the way during internship, I got interested in going into advertising agency. Mm. Me working in advertising, I was like the accounts, account project manager. So I deal with clients um, mm. and then deliver their requirements and deal with creatives. So that was my more of my background. So I kind of have the how to organize things in production or creatives, etc., etc. Though, you know, along the way, what I, I liked about it is, you know, using these mediums to to reach people, to reach mm. people in a creative manner. And, you know, right now, I can't believe I'm using it for ministry. So it's like, yeah. God really paved the way. You need this. You might use it for ministry, but it's up to you if you're going to respond to this type of gift mm. that I'm giving you. Of course, it's not always easy. Working in marketing and marketing communications and advertising is a very fast-paced experience and journey. But, you know, you really get to, to learn a lot of things. But what mm. I like about the medium is that, you know, you get to reach people in a creative way, in a creative manner. And I'm so happy mm -hmm. that, you know, we can now do that for our faith, for the Catholic faith, mm -hmm. doing new evangelization. And uh, it just really ties everything together in what we're doing as well, in what I'm doing. So, yeah, I don't say that I would have, you know, like very technical experience. I just really honestly learn along the way. And uh, there are tools to get things done. Mm -hmm. So, um, mm -hmm. and, you know, right now using it for good, for the common good. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of media out there and many times it's used for self-serving agendas or people using it for their own glory. And yet what I love about your ministry is you are unmasking truth, beauty, and goodness and ultimately bringing glory back to God Amen. through people's stories. So let's talk about Unmasked. You know, it's so clear that, uh, you know, you yourself had had like a real conversion and deepening of your faith. Uh, so what inspired you 
to kind of move beyond that and then start to reach out to tell other people's stories? It really, well, we are are in the pandemic, right? And um, Mm -hmm. I wanted to make the idea in fruition because when we were brainstorming Mm. about this whole platform, we had the vertical of, because we, ha- we were like talking a little bit about theology, life of the saints, um, scripture, mm-hmm. apologetics. And then, of course, we wanted to be personal, to be pastoral, to be relatable. So why not talk about conversion stories of people as well? But it was just, mm-hmm. you know, it was a simple idea of doing, you know, small posts, but not really doing the interviews, not really long format video until the pandemic came. And I saw that so many people are doing online interviews and whatnot. And um, it's time. I felt that the Lord was already telling me to, hey, get this done. Okay, we need mm. we need stories of conversion um, to be brought out to people, most especially in this time of the pandemic we're in. Um, we're living in such a negative space. I, I just really kept it going, and uh, I'm I'm thankful for the guy. We have one writer and the ladies behind um, this ministry who have helped me and have prayed for it, and um, you know, just really, really getting things done. I wouldn't say that we've had a lot of episodes. No, our pace is a little slow. But, you know, we're trying to, to also get back into it. And this vertical is very personal for me because I've had a conversion story myself. And I guess that was, mm-hmm. to answer your question, that was the main reason of why mm-hmm. I wanted to do this vertical. Because it was very personal to me how mm-hmm. I converted. I know that there are many people who have experienced conversion stories. And um, I guess one more inspiration that I got from is from the Coming Home Network, EWTN. So that's very traditional, right? So I kind of uh, also got inspiration from that. And they do it on TV. So why not do it online as well? I like it that it's very aligned also with the whole idea of the unmasked life as a whole. So Mm -hmm. now we want to unmask your story, whatever it is. And I always say that conversion is not just a one-time thing. It's an ongoing Mm -hmm. thing until we reach heaven. God willing, mm-hmm. right? So I guess, yeah. And in talking about like that word unmasked, right? And and I find it to be so apt. It's kind of hitting me now. Like you said, we're in the pandemic. And one of the hallmarks of this pandemic is the fact that we have to wear yeah. these, <laughs> these masks. masks. It's just kind of hitting me now. But I guess like the interesting thing about like that word is, you know, for a lot of us, as we go about our Catholic faith, and you mentioned too that, uh, you know, throughout your, your life and as you were kind of journeying through conversion, there was a period of time where you were in, you know, maybe a different state, like mm-hmm. maybe a state of like not being in grace or state of vice. And and I think a lot of us, like, you know, myself included, we struggle with different things. And what I found so powerful is how you had the idea where in order for me to, to be fully Catholic, quote unquote, is to be perfect. So it's almost like I need to kind of, mask myself or come up with like different personas in order for me to be accepted in the catholic faith or in order for people to believe that i am when ultimately god calls for us like he calls us to strive for perfection to be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect the scripture says but he also knows our hearts and he knows what it is that we are striving for and i would love if we could dive deeper into that word like unmask like what was it about 
you know, like when you were thinking about this program, you were thinking about this whole ministry, why unmask? Like, what is it about, I guess, uncovering or ultimately unmasking someone's story? Right. You know, that I was brainstorming with my, uh, one of my ministry meets and they're together with Unmask. I remember we were at a coffee shop and we were thinking of names. We already knew what was it going to be about, you know, to bring forth the truth, goodness, and beauty. And, you know, Mm -hmm. and then you're reading this book on new evangelism. It was a booklet. And I saw the word unmasked. And I was like, Hmm. it it came to me. It really came to me. And then the idea of, you know, we're living in a world where everything is concealed or everything is concealed in a way that you want to put forth a different face or a different phase of your life because you want to be known as perfect or maybe hiding behind something, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So just really putting a face, putting a mask, and maybe you don't even know that you're putting a mask. Maybe you really haven't discovered a life without a mask, right? So mm-hmm. I guess coming from that insight, came to be the unmasked life because we need to really be naked before the Lord. We really Mm, need to bear everything before the Lord. He is ready to take every pain, every suffering, every blemish that you have, and he will turn it into grace. He will give you grace in order to go through that. I'm not saying that the unmasked life is a perfect life. It's not. It's not even easy. But you're Mm -hmm. living with God. You're living with his church. The church helps you to live the unmasked life, truth, goodness, and beauty. So sometimes, including myself, you know, it, it's um, hard to be bare with the Lord. It is. Yeah. And I was talking to, a, I, I had a recent one-on-one with a, with a sister and she was telling me, why are you being the lawyer of the Lord? Wow. Are you being the lawyer that you're afraid to get mad at the Lord or you're afraid to bear it all? Because, you know, when you're in this faith, you're also afraid that one day you might fall away again. You never know. We mm-hmm. really never know. But as I've learned along the way, you know, we you really need to bear it all to Him. You really need to, to be mm-hmm. unmasked. There's no other way. And if you've really discovered that the unmasked life, you will also discover that your dignity is is rooted in God. And you will also discover that you are a son and daughter of a king. At the end of the day, that's what's important. And if you've realized that, you will really bring glory to God. You will really uh, live the fullness of life is what it is. So mm-hmm. that's about it. And we continue to grow and talk about the things that would support the unmasked life, which is really rooted in in Jesus Christ and his church. So many treasures about the Catholic faith are waiting to be unmasked. And um, Mm -hmm. again, it's very personal for me because for my end, it was really a rediscovery of the faith. And there are so many, so many Catholics, so many lukewarm Catholics who are going outside of our faith, going to another church, I mean, of course, we we respect one another, but you're missing out on the fullness. And that fullness Mm -hmm. is the unmasked life rooted in Jesus Christ. I keep on saying this and the church that he established. It will really enable Mm -hmm. us to live the fullness of life with God with us fully alive. Mm -hmm. And the challenge you put forth about 
being bare. I hope that that's something that listeners will really take to heart. And you were mentioning how your friend was like, why are you being like the lawyer or or just like really yeah. trying to conceal? Yeah, like trying to conceal walls because as you said that what I'm kind of reminded of is no matter how many walls, no matter how many masks, he knows the person inside <laughs> already. Um, and yet we sometimes like trick ourselves into thinking that, oh, if, if I'm able to protect myself, then he won't. Yeah, know. yeah. It's a real challenge, I think, to be able to get to that point of vulnerability and to really open ourselves up, especially as women. I think like, yeah, I think there is a, a general understanding that women can be vulnerable, maybe more so than men. But I also don't want to gloss over the fact that it is hard to allow for God to see us, like you said, like in our nakedness. Yeah in all of our imperfection yeah. and to believe that we are still so deeply loved by God the Father. Yeah, yeah. Brother J. Paul told me the other day, he was the story that I had the latest episode. Yes. He keeps on telling me, you are a treasure, you are not trash. God loves you. He sees you as his beloved, no matter what, you know. Again, mm. he can take your blemish, your pain, and he'll turn it into grace. And you just really need to unmask it. With God, it's always a cooperation. As you said earlier, it's a both end, right? It's always a both mm. end. He will give you grace, but at the same time, He is waiting for you to cooperate with Him because He'll never force Himself to you. I think in my faith mm. journey, I mean, looking back, nobody forced the faith to me. It was very mm. gradual. It was very slow, but it was also very natural because that's God. Yes. He gave us the gift of free will, and mm -hmm. we must, of course, pray for wisdom to, to align our will with His at the end of the day. But I guess that's, that's really what the Unmasked Life stands for. Again, life, mm -hmm. truth, goodness, and beauty, being bare with the Lord, and also having that journey of unmasking the true treasures of our faith that will really lead us to the fullness. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, like throughout all of the episodes, you know, as you mentioned, you've talked to so many different people. And I don't think it's ever fair to ask who your favorite interview is. So maybe I'll ask <laughs> you this instead. Like in terms of the many conversations and perhaps like the learnings along the way, like what have been some of the biggest inspirations? Oh, wow. I guess number one from at least the, the online show from your story in Mask, I was very inspired by... Brother Burns um, Kaasi. Sorry, Brother Burns. I forgot your last name. Brother <laughs> Burns Kaasi. He's a Catholic lay preacher as well. He's a Catholic apologist. Mm. And he used to be an anti-Catholic Christian. Mm. Like super anti-Catholic. Mm -hmm. And I've learned a lot from him. And I can relate to him. And I, I guess it was also an affirming moment that in order for you to know the faith, you really need to study it. Mm -hmm. You really uh, need to have that intention. And it's not just an intellectual thing. It'll also deepen and strengthen your relationship with Christ. And I guess I was inspired by his story of being so anti-Catholic. Mm. You know, he was, he reverted back to the faith and is now a Catholic apologist, you know, talking, talking about promoting Catholicism. He has said once that we are highly sacramentalized, but not really catechized. Mm. And it's true. Mm -hmm. It's really, really true for, for Catholics. As I said, I grew up as a lukewarm. I wasn't catechized well. But at the same time, again, you really need to have that intention. Mm -hmm. I've also, a moment of inspiration for me also was 
I spoke with, um, she was a former witch occult. Oh, wow. She was deep into the occult and she converted. She reverted back to God. And the moment of inspiration for me there was no evil, no bad thing can really overpower the power of God. Mm. At the end of the day, we may be in this, you know, distracted world, but he will find ways to really bring you back home. Because mm-hmm. uh, that story that I heard, she was really deep into the occult, yeah. like really dark stuff. I was amazed by, you know, how she responded back to God, how she responded back to the light. And one moment of inspiration for me was actually from your words mm-hmm. when we spoke. You said that when you hit rock bottom, I love this. I don't know if you remember, but when you hit rock bottom, it's not really hitting rock bottom but you are going to jesus who is the firm foundation Mm. not verbatim i'm sorry rachel that's okay that was the idea and you know what that was true because you know that was moment of hitting rock bottom is a moment of grace for us Mm. and in that moment of grace that hitting that rock bottom we find jesus Mm. find jesus who is ultimately our rock our savior And uh, it reminds me, these conversion stories that I hear on the show remind me again, time and again, that conversion is not a one-time thing, Mm. that conversion is a great moment of grace to enter into our lives that can change us for the good. In conversion, they all lead us to serve, to serve God fully, to bring the fullness of His kingdom to the world. Because, you know, God planted the fire in us. And if you have this fire, you can't contain it. Mm -hmm. You want to do something about it. That led me to to keep going on to the ministry of Unmask. It it hasn't been easy, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, There were times when, of course, I'll still get distracted or, you know, disheartened of of some things about ministry. But um, at the end of the day, I'm not doing this for myself. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this for God, for His people, for His glory. Mm. Amen. So well said. And just as we like wind down here, I want to talk to you about a phrase that you've been mentioning a couple times, uh, and I hope that folks have caught it. You were talking about the new evangelization, something that is so, so important. And and I have to say, like, you know, digital and, and media evangelization, I think, goes hand in hand with that, but ultimately the new evangelization as a whole. And I guess like the question that comes to mind for me is as an apostle in this charism of working in the new evangelization, like what is your great hope for yourself, whether like through the unmasked life or, or just you as, as a lay minister and who knows, like maybe God will call you to, you know, start a family, enter into a religious order, whatever it might be. But in terms of your work in the new evangelization, what is your great hope for that? Yeah. Oh, wow. New evangelization. I learned about that at, at Mass Rolls at school. And I think um, it was such a great concept of the church that, you know, you bring the good news of the gospel with the same sense of dignity, message, but with a new fervor, new method, everything new, but it's still the message of Christ, right? And I guess my hope is, you know, to continue on with the mission. It may be still unmasked or maybe the lord will inspire me to do something else Mm -hmm. i guess my great hope is you know to be consistent and to still have that fresh stripe of bringing the truth of, of christ and his church to people and i think my great hope is that you know many would stay catholic Mm. many would be 
catechized well through this medium, mm-hmm. not just through unmasks, through through barriers. There are so many Catholic pages right now. I guess that's my great hope that we Catholics would grow to be well catechized, well mm-hmm. catechized in a way that all of us will be able to confidently share Jesus Christ and the church that he established 2,000 years ago because mm-hmm. this is such an important thing. And right now we're living in a countercultural era. We're living in a worldly era. And faith is something that's not prioritized, mm-hmm. at, at least for the general public. But, you know, Catholics, we are so many mm-hmm. around the world and mm-hmm. so many also are going away. But, you know, I really hope that because of this new evangelization that we're bringing in new methods, new fervor, it would really help people see the faith in a renewed light. Mm-hmm. And I hope that it would also renew our personal relationship with Jesus, our personal relationship with the church. There's actually a communal relationship. Mm-hmm. And this hope is very personal for me because, again, I wasn't always a believer. Yeah. I wanted to go out of the church. Mm-hmm. But along the way, because of these many tools, Bishop Robert Barron, Catholic Answers, Father Mike Schmitz, all doing this work of new evangelization, I was reverted back. Mm. God has given me the grace to relearn things and to understand things. Not perfect, of course. There's always a disclaimer, but we struggle to be in that state, right? Mm. And I hope many people would also join in yes. to this new evangelization. The more, the merrier. We need to reach more and more people. Mm-hmm. So many are sacramentalized, but not well catechized. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Everything about that, like the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And that's one of the huge hallmarks for me is the fact that there is an abundance of goodness out there and the lord is really calling all of us you know we know that there is a universal call to holiness so being you know personally catechized and personally sacramentalized but also a universal call to mission no matter who we are no matter how imperfect or unholy we may think we are like we are still worthy so yes it is a responsibility to grow in our catholic faith but there's also a huge urgency and i love the word like fervor that you say there is a huge need in our church now to go out and to spread the gospel to make disciples of all nations so universal call to holiness and mission so thank you for just bringing awareness and shedding light on that especially in your particular way and i think that it's a wonderful segue into john paul ii and his letter to women and the whole concept of the feminine genius so everything that this podcast is built upon like when you think about your own feminine genius and the ways in which you are going out you are helping to really raise out other disciples like through your own way how have you seen your feminine genius flourish through your ministry your mission and you yourself as a woman of god yeah, wonderful question. Um, difficult question, but very, very complex. And, you know, something that we should actually reflect about as women, as, as feminine geniuses, that's correct for all people. But I guess it all started, at least for me, before it flourished. First, accepting and realizing that I am a daughter of a king. Mm. I am his. I am his beloved. And that is my identity. As a woman, that's something important. You know, that that's our dignity stems from that. Mm-hmm. And you know, along the way when I've I've realized that and accepted that, it lit a fire in me that I am a daughter of a king, I am a woman, and I have a role 
in this life, in my family, in this church to do? Because it's not only, at least for church men who, who take the lead in, in you know, service or, or, or whatnot, but it's also women. And I was reading uh, the letter of JP2 last night. It hit me that the feminine genius is about serving. Mm-hmm. And I guess, so that is why I get to do the things now. So that is why, even though I'm a woman, I am empowered to serve mm. and to serve for God's kingdom, to serve, to bring the fullness of his message to the world through one mask, even through the relationships that I've had, that I have as, as well, or even at my liturgical Bible study ministry. So it's all about, you know, serving. And I look to Mary. Mm. I think she is the feminine genius. Yes. She has lived out the whole feminine genius. I look to Mary. I look to Our Lady. I look to Mother who has really served the Lord to the fullness. I love it at the wedding at Cana when, when she, she points people to, to Jesus, do as he says. Yes. And right now, she keeps on doing that for us right. because of in, her intercession. I, I think Mary was one of the, one of the hurdles of me reverting because I couldn't understand why she has that special place, that special role. Mm. It felt like we were worshiping her as Catholics. It didn't sit well for me. Mm -hmm. But, you know, along the way, God really gave me the grace to understand that I love Mary. Of course, this is my my input, but she is a feminine genius. Be like her too. Mm. So I guess uh, Mary has a big role in my life as well. Um, of leading me closer to Jesus, of, you know, having that mother. Mm-hmm. And um, I hope to be uh, a mother like her, the feminine genius like her in a way, so simple, so obedient, mm. so self-giving, and lived in a state of grace for her entire life. Well said. Yeah, April, thank you. And just, yeah, everything about that. And I love that reflection of the feminine genius. As you know, like reading that letter, John Paul II says that Mary is that highest expression of the feminine genius. And yeah, as always, like we look to Our Lady and Our Lady points to all of us. She points to her son to just always be reminded that we need to do everything that he says and do whatever it is that he tells us to do. So I thank you for reminding us of that. And also, I thank you for your presence today. It was just such a joy to connect with you. And April, would you be able to lead us in a closing prayer as we end this episode? Sure, I'd love to. Uh, again, uh, Rachel, thank you. And uh, friends of um, Feminine Genius Podcast, let us remember that we're in the most holy presence of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we, we praise and thank you for, for everything, for your grace, for your love, for your mercy, for truth, goodness, and beauty, Lord. We thank you for the day that has passed and the day that we're about to enter. We thank you, Lord, for giving us the grace and the wisdom to to serve for you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for reminding us that we are feminine genius. Thank you for reminding us our mission, our passion to serve you and uh, for the glory of your kingdom, Lord God. I ask Lord for a special prayer, for a special blessing for the Feminine Genius Podcast, Lord, to continue to flourish, to continue to serve for you, to continue to love you in so many ways, Lord. Um, We pray for this pandemic to end. We pray, Lord God, for um, 
the sick. We pray for those who have died because of the pandemic, Lord God. Give us the grace. Give us the strength to bear through it all, Lord God. And um, may the channels that we have right now, the Feminine Genius and Unmasked Life, bring more and more people um, to you, bring closer to you, Lord God, and to have a, an intimate and a personal relationship with you. Uh, we lift up everything to you, all our, all our hopes, dreams, and aspirations, even all the sad things that we bear, we bring it at the foot of your cross, Lord God. And to all the angels and saints out there, please pray for us. Um, St. Augustine, St. Monica, please pray for us. Mother Mary, please pray for us. Lead us closer, your son Jesus. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, as now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, April. Amen. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you so much. Thank you to April Garcia for joining me on the Feminine Genius Podcast. You can watch all episodes of Unmasked on Facebook by visiting their page, facebook.com slash The Unmasked Life. And you can also follow them on Instagram at The Unmasked Life. I've left links to these in the episode description and the show notes. You can learn more about the Feminine Genius Podcast by following us on Facebook and Instagram at FemGeniusPod. And you can listen and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many other platforms. All of this information can be found on our home on the web, FeminineGeniusPodcast.com. We'll talk to you soon, and God bless you always.